0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. May 4th has, of course, come and gone. Um, But in some ways, I think it's too bad that May 4th isn't Mother's Day. That's because May 4th in the church calendar is the feast day for St. Monica. Now, unless your name is Monica or you know someone who's named Monica, St. Monica may not register immediately for you. Monica was a 4th century holy woman, perhaps best known because she was the mother of St. Augustine. But long before Augustine was a saint or wrote the City of God or the Confessions, long before he became Bishop of Hippo, Before he was regarded as one of the wisest and most thoughtful theologians of the church, Augustine was Monica's boy, and he was a mess. (laughs) He ran with the wrong crowd. He got married to a wealthy older woman to increase his social standing. He kept a mistress on the side and ignored her when she became pregnant. On and on it goes. This is Augustine. All the while, his mother, Monica, was praying, (laughs) praying for him. She cried for him. She went to see the local bishop about her son. But through it all, she prayed and prayed and prayed some more. Augustine described his conversion, much like the conversion of his father as well, as being largely due to the witness of Monica. And he writes, my mother never let me out of her prayers. St. Monica viewed her son with possibility, with potential, through the eyes of God. I think we could say that St. Monica, in addition, was able to view Augustine from an ascended view of things. Today, we remember the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's always observed 40 days after the resurrection, ascension day technically being on Thursday, uh, but today, we continue to reflect on what these scriptures mean for us, what what we mean when we say the words of the Nicene Creed, Jesus has ascended into heaven. Well, The scriptures suggest that Jesus is taken from the disciples in some way or another, taken up in the mystery of a cloud, and then he leaves them. Um, we can look at our ascension window uh, to your left in the transept, that pictures the kind of traditional understanding of this ascension of Jesus. He is lifted up, he's raised up, he is exalted. Those are images, those are symbols, even though we portray them often like that one. The the scriptures and the early church never intended it to be thought of as a literal, physical description that Jesus, like a rocket, zoomed off into heaven but that Jesus is brought into the fullness of God. He ascends into the very heart and love of God. Not only is this idea of an ascension, a lifting up from the cross for our sake, but in reality it's an image that explains really the way Jesus views people all through the Gospels. And I think it's also not too much to speak of ascension as a way that describes how Jesus enables us to see one another, to see from an ascended view of things. If you think about it, his whole life on this earth, Jesus seemed to view people from another perspective, from the perspective of God in heaven. Though Jesus moved among people, he walked the streets, he breathed the same dusty air, he ate the same food. Um, In a hug or an embrace, he, he touched and held the same human flesh. Jesus, as a human, never lost that ability to see from another point of view. Throughout, he seems to operate from a different height. He sees things others don't see or won't see. Jesus doesn't spend too much time looking close up at so many of the things that the religious leaders of his day took great pains to stare at, to dwell upon, and to magnify. Instead, Jesus looks at people differently. Think of Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, that tax collector who approaches Jesus. And other people see Zacchaeus as an awful little man, a cheat, a swindle, a sellout to the Romans. Jesus sees Zacchaeus as a child of God. Jesus makes no excuses for Zacchaeus, but calls him nonetheless into a new way of life. Think of the woman accused of adultery. She's seen as the crowd as no good, as useless, as guilty, as beyond being helped, with no self-respect or sense of morality. Jesus sees her differently. Without in any way romanticizing her victimhood, Jesus calls her out of her very best. Jesus calls her into the future, Jesus understands other things are going on for which she is not entirely to blame. And so Jesus calls her to new life. With almost everyone he encounters, Jesus sees with God's eyes from a higher place. All the while, Jesus remains rooted, feet firmly planted on the ground, noticing especially the lowly and earthbound through his life, his death, his resurrection, and yes, his ascension, and Jesus opens for us a way into heaven. And so with his spirit in us, we too, with the grace of God, can catch a glimpse of that perspective. Many of you were a part of the Mayfair celebration yesterday. Um, I think we're all doing pretty well to have recovered this far and be in church and fairly cleaned up and put together together. At one point during the Mayfair mayhem yesterday, I decided to try to get some pictures from a different angle. And so I went into the rectory and went up higher and looked out. Things looked different from up there. To start with, I saw more green. Everything looked greener. But from that perspective, other things looked different. I couldn't see that cranky vendor who somehow thought that the whole Mayfair should be organized around him. I couldn't quite make out those impatient parents I had passed by who were tired of their child's fascination with the bouncy castle, and they were ready to move on with the errands of the day. And I couldn't see that one person who comes every year and expects a bargain A bargain on a bargain on a bargain that's already marked down from a bargain five years ago. (laughs) From up there, looking out, I could see with an ascended view of things. What would it be like if we were able to live day to day with the ability to see other people, not so much in our failures and shortcomings, but in our potential? What would it be like for us to see ourselves not the way we perhaps were seen in elementary school, but the way God sees us? Not denying our faults, but seeing them in the context of our full potential as children of God, growing into the love of God that changes the world. Austin Ferrer was an English theologian and priest who died in the 1960s, and he writes of the ascension of Jesus um, in the context of remembering other ascensions into heaven, the ascension of Elijah, the prophet especially. It was Elijah who was thought to have ascended into heaven on the crests of flaming horses, horses on fire. And so Ferrer thinks of that image of fire and flame. He writes that with Jesus, the flame that carries him into heaven is the flame of Christ's own sacrifice. Look at the flame of a candle, he says. The flame is always drawn upward. Pharaoh writes, all his life long, Christ's love burnt towards the heart of heaven in a bright fire until he was wholly consumed in it and went up in that fire to God. The fire is kindled on our altars. Here Christ ascends in fire. The fire is kindled in the Christian heart, and we ascend. He says to us, lift up your hearts, and we reply, we lift them up unto the Lord. One small but symbolic way that the church observes Ascension Day on Thursday is that we extinguish the Paschal candle, that great big candle that we we bless and light for the first time at the Easter vigil. On Ascension Day, it's traditional to snuff it out and move it to somewhere a little bit less significant. And so you'll remember all through Eastertide, it's been up there a little to the right of the lectern. Today, it's moved back near the columbarium. It reminds us that the light of Christ doesn't go out, but it moves with us into the world. That's what the ascension symbolizes, that the light doesn't stay kept in a church, beautiful as it may be, but it goes out of the church with each one of us as we bear the light of Christ in our lives and in the world as we lift our hearts to God, it's especially appropriate that we claim for ourselves the full power of the ascension. Especially today, we can give thanks for the mothers and the mother-like people who have kept an ascended view of us when we most needed it and perhaps least deserved it. We can ask God to lift us up higher and, We can ask God to give us a new perspective on one another and to see ourselves as God sees us. Finally, so that we too can be lifted into the very presence and love of God. God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.